Hi, welcome to One Answer Ministries podcast. I'm Joshua Klein, your host. It's been a minute since I've produced and, and put out a podcast, and um, a lot has happened in that time. My wife and I got a new home, and it was a fixer, which is a big part of why it's been a while since I've produced a podcast. Uh, yes, throwing ourselves deeply into the mix of renovations and updates was quite the learning curve, but a fun experience. Anyway, I can also confidently say that I'm quite certain that since my last podcast, I have changed at least 678 dirty diapers. So we got that going on too, which is great. I wanted to get this podcast produced and pushed out. We're right on the cusp of Christmas. And honestly, I wanted to do it as a gift. I jumped into the catalog archives of some Sunday home teachings that my dad, Evangelist Ed Klein, did. And I found one that I believe is particularly poignant to our lives, to how we walk day to day. And I think that it partners well with Christmas. I believe that, in fact, it's a Christmas message because we talk about, and sometimes I think it's for sort of feels like it's in platitudes. We talk about um, Christmas all year long. And that's really, that's really the truth, right? Because the message of Christmas, I think, most predominantly speaks of hope, hope of the Savior, hope of Christ, and the change and transformation that that hope brought to earth, has brought to us. And this message is about living in that hope realized. So I titled it Be As I Am, because I feel like that's kind of hinging on what he's saying throughout the the message. I hope you enjoy it. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Have an amazing new year to come. And thanks so much for listening and being a part of this ministry. God bless. So the question becomes, are we paying attention? Are we really, do we stop and meditate on the word that we're reading or are we just reading words? And, and I have to admit, I, for one, have this tendency to want to read rather than to listen. That, rather than to understand when I'm in the Word, God is wanting to talk to me through that Word and in every verse of that Word. And every word in that Word is designed to mean something to me. It's designed to fulfill my life in one way or another. Yeah, it seems like little things. It doesn't seem like, like it's some big thing. Isaiah 26, I believe it is, beginning with verse, tw- with verse 1 and, and going through 3 or 4. It, it's so simple, and yet, and yet when you stop and really think about it, it's, then it's, it becomes what? Life and light and truth. 
It brings fulfillment to our lives. But we've got to stop and think about it. We've got to stop and say, wait a minute, what's God saying to me in this moment? And sometimes I think what we need to do is just stop a little bit and say, Lord, I want to hear what you're saying to me. So I, I don't just want this to be information that I'm reading, but I want to hear what it is you're saying to me right now. Here's God saying he wants you to have that peace that passes all understanding. Well, when? Now, and in the now, right? Not not later, not when you've overcome, in the now. Now, I want you to have peace. And he, he makes some very profound statements concerning that peace throughout the word. He says that, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, but I give you my peace. He says, you don't have to be looking for it. You've got it because all the peace in the universe is in me and I'm in you. In fact, I want you to say this for me. I cohabit with God all the time and God cohabits with me all the time. I can't even get away from him. Think about that for a moment. You can't get away from God. God will not leave you or forsake you or loose your hold on you, but you can set your mind other than God. You can so set your mind on the circumstances or the situation around you or worse yet, the past. How many of us set our minds on the past thinking, oh boy, and God says, no, now, now I have a life for you and I have it right now. And it's bigger than anything that stands in the way. Think about that for a minute. Just close your eyes and dream about it if you would. Just think about it for a minute. It's bigger than anything else that's in you now. Anything that would keep you from having it now. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's now that God's wanting to work that. Isaiah 26 starts in verse 1. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. The Lord sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks. Open the gates. Let the uncompromisingly righteous nation who keeps her faith and her troth with God may enter. Who's that? That's you. That's you. You've entered. You're in the throne. She said, welcome to the throne room. Do you see yourself in the throne room with joint seating with Christ? Do you see yourself there? You say, no problem. I'm in the throne room with God. God who is my life, God who is my protection, God who is my truth, God who is my understanding, God who is my peace and wisdom, God and I are cohabiting together. I'm in the throne room with God. I need not fear. I need not fear. I need not be anxious whether I'll get good, good grades. I don't. I need not answer be anxious about anything because. I'm in the throne room with God. I have a teacher who knows everything. He knows everything. And he has promised to teach me. He says, you will guard him and 
keep him in perfect and constant peace. Say it. I want constant peace. I've got it in Christ. It's mine now. It doesn't depend on the circumstances or the situation. It's mine now. Can we get a hold of that? Can we take a hold of that right now? Can we meditate on that right now and say, God, wait a minute. Do I always recognize that? Have I done what it says over there in Colossians 3? Set your mind on the things above and keep it set. Have I done that? It's like God is saying to us, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I yours now? Am I reality now to you this very moment? You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. What's your mind stayed on? What is it you think you won't know if you stay your mind on him when in fact he who is in you knows all things and has promised to teach you all things? Has promised to, in fact, he makes a statement, and I wonder if we often think about it. It's in Mark, the fourth chapter, I believe it's the 23rd verse. Things are only temporarily hidden. God says, don't you get it? You don't see them right But I got a news for you. I want to reveal them to you, that they might be re what? Revealed. How do they get revealed? By setting my mind on Christ, by keeping it set on him. His, he, constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and his character, is stayed on you, leans on you, watch this, and hopes confidently in you. He's not, he's not wavering back and forth. He's confident. He knows that he knows that this intimate relationship with him has already overcome. It's not a matter of when. It's a matter of me seeing it. It's a matter of me living in it. It's a matter of me enjoying it. So trust in the Lord. Verse 4 says what? So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to him. Kind of close your eyes and say, Lord, I commit myself to you because all things are in you. You have it all, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. When I get stuck, I'm looking every place else when I should be looking to you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, who is my comforter, my counselor, my helper, my intercession, intercession, he said he's promised to do what? Teach me. He's promised to teach me. Hope confidently in him forever. Forever. Not, not, not once in a while, but Forever. Can you imagine what would happen if as little kids we got that down in our inner man, got that down into our gullets and said, wow, we have a God who cannot fail. We have a Father who loves us with a perfect love, irregardless of what the circumstances or the situations are around us. We have a God, a Father. We have a brother whose name is Jesus. We have an advocate who's the Holy Spirit. And where do they live? They live in us now. And they're one, and yet they're three. And we don't have to understand that. But we know that they're with us all the time. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. An everlasting rock, the rock of all ages. 
the rock of ages. Think about that for a minute. Here's a God who's saying, I'm solid. I'm your rock. I'm your salvation. And, and, and when we understand that, when we see this word salvation and we believe what it really means, not just someday we're going to heaven. No, it means to live in intimacy with God in what? In his peace, in his joy, in his wisdom, in his truth, in his understanding, in the fullness of who he is. Think about this for a moment. Why would the world want to come running to us if we're acting like the world and living like the world and don't know any more than the world knows? And yet God says he will will reveal what? Some things? All things. All things to us. I was talking with Rosemary last night, and something hit me in the scripture in 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. And I tell Rosemary, I said, you know, it gets so that I can't take it in. It gets so that I just can't find words to describe what, what God's saying to me. Before you go there, I want you to go to Ephesians, the first chapter, the, seven, the first chapter, yeah, verse 17 for a moment. How do we pray? How do you and I pray? When, when you're praying for your children, when you're praying for your people who you know have some problems going on, when you're praying, how do you pray? Well, watch what, watch what Paul said here. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. When does he pray? Always. In fact, he says another place, what? Pray without ceasing. In other words, stay in the conversation, right? Be listening, be talking, be sharing, be listening, be talking, be sharing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like God's perfect being is coming out of God in you, through you, with you. He's in you. He's coming out of God in you, through you, out to others. Back to God. Back to you. Constant, constant flow of the Spirit. A constant flow of that living God who wants to work it through you. A constant flow in that God who wants you, you and you and you and you to be able to give other people life like he gives them life. Remember the scripture says he, he raised people from the dead. You know, God wants you to raise people from the dead, from the dead way of living. The suffering and stuff you and I are supposed to do has nothing to do with sickness or, or lack in any way. It has to do with living like Christ lived. And then because you do, you're going to draw people to Christ and the enemy is going to come after you. And that's the suffering you and I are supposed to go through is we so are, are sending forth the truth of God, the truth of who our father is, the truth of who our brother is, the truth of who our advocate is, that people begin to hate us. Isn't that what it says? To those who are being saved, those who want it. What's he saying? To those who want that life, you're what? You're an aroma wafted from what? A glory to glory. To those who don't want it, it says... You're what? A stench. They don't want you hanging around. They'll hate you to the degree where they want to kill you. The Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of what? Wisdom 
How many, how many of you are praying this way? How many times am I praying this way? That God will grant a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into the mysteries and secrets, into the deep and intimate knowledge of him. How would you like it if every one of your children, every one of your relatives, every one of your friends were walking around with that in their lives? And who do you think he's waiting to pour it into them from? You. God is wanting to pour his life through you, moment by moment, day by day. God's saying to you, will you let me be, will you be my vessel? And will you let me be your vessel? Will you let me, through you, accomplish all things? And then we're going to be what? Laboring together. We're going to see, you're going to be my eyes. You're going to be my ears. You're going to be my hands. You're going to be my feet. You're my life on the earth today. And through you, I want to demonstrate that life to not only them, but who? To you. So that you can live in that peace. So that you can live in that joy so that you can live in that wisdom. I want you to understand me, he's saying. It's all grace. I love you. Don't worry about the things that you do wrong. Don't concentrate on them. Concentrate on me and the things that are wrong. Grace always overcomes sin, but sin will never overcome grace. Do you understand that? Hear what I'm saying to you. Sin over is overcome by grace. Grace, that great love that he has, always washes out sin. And sin can never overcome grace. Sin is never powerful enough to do that. By Verse 18, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, your eyes are to be filled with light. You're to see all things in the light of Christ. Flooded with light so that you can know and understand, hallelujah, the hope to which he has called you. The hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. His set apart ones. Oh, don't let it go by. Say, I've been set apart for God. I've been set apart for the purposes of God. How many times a day do you think about that? Wow, I'm over here in Vancouver. I've been set apart for the purposes of God. God, have your way today. Have your way today. I'm over here in Beaverton, and I've been, I've been set apart for the purposes of God. God, let me so connect myself with you because you're totally connected with me. Let me so set my mind and my heart it says on the things above and keep it set. Lord, let me let me see how you want to do this. Lord, you know, you already know the client. You already know whatever it is and you want to reveal it to me. But to get it, I've got to set my mind and my heart on you. You already know the next patient that's coming into the clinic. In fact, I can even pray that, that patient in. I can teach my people how to pray and intercede from the east and the west and the north and the south. And if my desire is to have five doctors, I can pray enough in for five doctors. I can, whatever you want, God, I want it. But I know one thing, God, you want to do what? You want to be my blessed assurance. You want to be that life that flows through me for the good of all the people around me. But guess what? It starts with me. It starts with me. When you're flooded with light, then the flood runs over, doesn't it? 
when you're flooded with goodness, when you're flooded with the truth of the kingdom. I was sharing with Jared, I don't even know how the king, he said, yeah, but you, and I said, oh, Jared, but, but I want to be like Jesus. Isn't that what we're all supposed to want is to be like Jesus, to know like he knows, to be like he is, because he is in us, and he is a part of us, and he's in us that we might what? Demonstrate. Isn't that what it says? Demonstrate to the world what it means to be sons and daughters of God by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich. Oh, listen to me. How rich. Say it. He's rich. And he wants to make me rich in all areas of my life. When you let him make you rich, you won't ever be concerned about time or money or any of those things because it'll all be there. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. Oh, again, can you say it? I've been set apart for God. God's so blessing me. God's so knowing me. God's so choosing me that he set me apart for himself to demonstrate the glory of who he is through me. That's what he's saying. And so that you can know, verse 19, so that you can know and understand. Oh, listen to me. Say, I want to understand it. I really want to understand it. Lord, I want to understand this. Not just know about it, but I want to understand it so that it'll flow through me. I'll, I'll open myself up. Lord, you don't want me to work it. You want to work it with me and through me. I need to understand that, Lord. I need to understand that. What is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe Oh, Lord, say, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, help me. I believe. As demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. Whoa. How many of you remember that scripture? If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he will also what? Bring your whole mortal body to the fullness of his life. That's what that really means. Bring your whole mortal body to the same life as Christ has sitting at the throne of God. That's what that means. He will restore your mortal short-lived bodies to that same life that God has in heaven right now on the earth today. His power in us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty power. Verse 20, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly sphere. Whoa, whoa. How many of us can say, I like walking there. I like walking there. That's a great place, Lord. Lord, I just like being there. I like being there, Lord far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that be confirmed, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. Who do we live in? 
And what has happened? All things have been put under his feet. All things have been put under his feet. Whose feet? Your feet, his feet. You are co-joined with him. You are joint heirs with him. What he has, you have. What he is, you is. You are today as he is. That's what it says. And how far away do we live from that? And we live so far away because we let our minds run all over the place all the time. We let our minds go here and there. We're trying to understand and figure things out rather than just run back to the Lord, running back to him and saying, Lord, I want to hear from you. I want to know, Holy Spirit, exactly what it is that you want to do right now in my life, in my life. My peace I give you. I have told you these things while I'm with you in John the 14th chapter. But the comforter, the counselor, the helper. What did he tell us? Why did he tell us all that? Do you think, why did he tell us all that? Why, why did the Holy Spirit reveal all that? Because that's where he wants us to live. He wants us to understand that's who we are. We're not going to be we are. And as we renew our minds and set our minds on the things above and keep it set. Let me ask you a question. Are you, are you not tired of excuses? Aren't you tired of just making it say no? Oh, yeah, but I just don't have time. You mean he gave it to us, but make sure we wouldn't have time to enjoy it. No, it's because of the way our minds work. We've all heard the testimony a thousand times. If you need to do something that takes four hours, pray two, and you'll get it done in two. Pray three, and you'll get it done in one. We've all heard the testimony. We, we live in a supernatural God. We live in a God who wants to do beyond, beyond the natural all the time so that those who are in the natural will see there's more to life. There's more to life. I've told you these things while I'm with you. Verse 25, 7, 14, 25. But the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby. You know what I think we ought to do one day? We ought to just stop on each one of them and just exhaust each one until it gets into our guts that every time we think about it, it literally grabs a hold of us. The standby, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send. Has he sent him? Is he here? Does he live in you today? Does the fullness of the glory of God, uh, uh, Colossians 2.10 says what? You have therefore come to the what? The fullness of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In my name and in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. Doesn't that remind you of something? When you hear that, don't you think of something else? He who says he abides in me ought walk as I walked and conduct himself in the same identical manner as I conducted myself. How did he do it? Did he get up on the mountain and say, hey, you guys, looks like we're fasting for a week here. You know, nobody got any food, huh? I wonder if we could get away from that kid. Huh? Somebody to figure out a way to steal it just for them, right? Huh? 
Come on, how many, have, how many people do you suppose looked at that food and thought, boy, I'd like to have some of that. But Jesus looked at it and saw enough to feed the multitudes. He knew all he had to do was give thanks. Say it, all I need to do is give thanks. And I can feed the multitudes. There'll be more than enough. Time, peace, love, joy, wisdom, truth, understanding, more than enough money, more than enough of everything to accomplish beyond my fondest dreams or highest imaginations, according to Ephesians, the third chapter, the 20th verse. We need to get that in our head. We need to think that way. We need to let our minds roll with that and our spirit men roll with that so that we really, really understand that. Jesus spoke and it came, became. It's very interesting to me. That's such a form. That's, that's, that's. Do, you, do you understand this? Do you understand that the apostles and the disciples actually fed those people and didn't know they did it? Do you know that? He just lifted it up and multiplied it and handed it to them, and they kept giving it out and giving it out and giving it out and giving it out. They were actually multiplying, but didn't realize they were. When they gave, more showed up. When they gave, more showed up and kept showing up. He was actually using them to multiply, but they didn't even realize it. They no sooner got in the boat, and they forgot all about what happened. And God's saying that to you today. Did you forget all about what happened yesterday? Did you forget all about that little miracle that I did for you this morning? Did you forget all about that? Did you forget all about it? Don't you understand? Remember. Remind yourself. Set your mind on those things which are coming from above and keep it set because that's where I want you to live all the time. Quit making excuses. Oh, but I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't, nobody's, nobody's buying any insurance because it's getting too close to the holidays and everybody's saving their own, yeah, 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 yucky, yucky, yucky. It's all nonsense that comes from the world. Oh, yeah, but Obama's in office and now blah, 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 blah. Thank you, Jesus. All to call will remind me, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Let's go back to that. My name in my place, verse uh, 26, in my name in my place to represent me, act on my behalf. Yes, Lord, I repent. Thank you, Jesus. Let my mind wander for a second there. He will teach you all things. All things. What do you need to know? What is it you need to know? What's on your plate today that you need to know? He said, I'll teach you. I'll show you. I'll reveal it to you. What do you need to know today? Be honest with yourself. Is your mind wandering around a whole minute? Oh, let's see once. Let's see once. When are we going hunting, Josh? You want to go Tuesday? You think you can get Tuesday? Or, or should we wait until... Or, or what's your mind on besides Christ? Be honest with yourself. Where's your mind at? Who are you thinking about? What are you expecting to receive? He will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Everything? Everything? Huh? Everything? The very words that I have given to you, he will give them to you. Who gave them to him? <laughs> By the Holy Spirit. Watch verse 27. 
Oh my God. It's a sermon in itself. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Say it. Peace that passes all understanding has been bequeathed to me. I never again have to look for peace. I've got it all. Think about it. It's been bequeathed to you. He didn't say if you try hard enough. He didn't say if you pray. No, no. He said, I bequeathed it to you. Who's it for? Who? Who? You're the beloved called by God, a son in total relationship with your father God who has sent you his Holy Spirit who knows all things. Beloved, daughter, daughter. You can't get away from that, can you? You can forget it. You can ignore it. But guess what? God won't. Moses, Moses, why are you yelling at me? Isn't that us? I've given you all power, all authority, all ability on the earth. I've given you the sword of the Spirit. Whatever you need, I've given it to you. You have all the authority. You have all the ability. You have all that I own. And I own all the cattle on a thousand hills and all the gold and silver they're under. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Just stop it. Quit it. Stop it. Look to me. Trust me. Call on me and I will what? Ignore you. I will answer you. I want to show you even more than you ask for. I want to show you, he's saying. I want to reveal to you all things. But we have to listen. Agitated. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Whoa. Whoa, it's what it says. That's what it says. It says you have a choice. You can make the choice. What is it you want? What is it you want? Do you really want it? Or is it just a dream or a figment of your imagination? Have you sought me? Have you sought my face? You understand what will bring the fullness of life to you, and I want to take what's already in you. I've, I've already placed it in you, and I want to reveal it to you, and I want to give you the ability to walk it moment by moment, day by day, in my presence, in my peace, in my glory, in my good. It's there. It's already there. He's foreordained, predestined, prepared ahead of time. Hey, what? A way, a walk, a life, a good way, a good walk, a good life. It doesn't say a little bit of bad stuff. No, good life. So it's there in you. I want to fulfill it through you. I want the world to see that I have chosen you. You're mine. Yes. Carry my ID card around with you. Let them know and let that ID card be what? Peace and love and joy 
and wisdom and truth. And you can't put it in power and understanding, and you can't put it in a wallet. It's much too big. You're going to say, how do you get it done? Well, let me read a scripture to you, Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace have they who love your law, your word. That's what he's talking about now. Great peace have they who love your word. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. Hallelujah. Nothing. Psalm 119, verse 165. Nothing. Say it. Nothing can cause me to stumble. I have great peace. I love Jesus. I love the written word. I love the person of the word. The enforcer of the word. Do we really know that? Do we understand that? Oh, I say unto you today, I say unto you today, my children, you, you, you must understand, you must grasp. You must grasp that which I have. You must grasp for have I, as I have it, so you have it. As I know, so you know. As I understand, so you understand. I have chosen you. I have chosen you. Is it not written? Have I not written it enough? Yes, even before the foundations of the earth, I knew you. And yes, even then, I had chosen you. And now, and now, my children, go. Go and let through you flow who I am and who you are in me. I have not asked you to do anything that I have not already given you, that I have not, I have not given you a desire where I have not given you the ability to walk in that desire. For I am you and one with you and you are me and I am one with, and one with me. We have become one together. I would lead you. I would guide you. By my spirit, by my spirit, I say unto you this day, by my spirit, God wanting to lead us, you and I. Oh, how do we forget it? Romans, the fifth chapter, the 17th verse says what? He wants you to rule as kings and queens in this life with he who is the king. Isn't that what it says? He wants you to rule in this life as kings with he who is the king, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you, through you, with you, all things. All things. Not just some, but all things. As you study, as you continually seek him, as you continually, what did he say? Love his word. Love who he is. You know, it's interesting. We have help in the Bible. But if you never owned a Bible, he'd be willing to teach you. Isn't that interesting? If you never owned a Bible, if you never saw a Bible, but your heart was toward God, he said, I will teach you. That's the intimacy that we have with him. God is saying, into me, see, I see into you, you see into me, and I reveal to you the truth of all things. Second Corinthians 13. 
starting with verse 11, and <clears throat> this, this scripture hit me so drastically the other day. It was like, oh my gosh, what are, what's he saying to us? What's he saying to us? He, he wants to reveal all of, all of life, all of truth. I was at a stream yesterday, and I was looking down in the stream, and, and as I look in the stream, the water is really flowing there. And somebody had just told us there were all kinds of salmon in those creeks coming up out of the rivers. And they come up and they spawn in these various different creeks and stuff. And as I looked in there, I thought, you know, Lord, you know every mineral. You know everything that's in that water. You know every rock. You know everything about it. Second Corinthians 13. Watch verse 11. Finally... Finally, brethren, farewell. Rejoice. Huh? How many of you knew that meant rejoice? Farewell. Hey, rejoice, everybody. Hey, rejoice. Farewell. Yeah. Farewell. Farewell. <clears throat> be strengthened, perfected, complete. Be made what you ought to be. Be strengthened and complete. Be what you ought to be. Be as I am, which is what you ought to be. Be perfected and strengthened. For you have all strength. You, have, you are perfect because I've cleansed you with my blood. I've made you as I am. Somebody said, well, you can lift two ton. Wouldn't even try. I'm not foolish. Doesn't tell me to go out and pretend. Tells me to listen, to be obedient to be that vessel, to be that instrument, to be that person that he can work through in the things that make sense. And some that don't even make sense when he's in charge. Perfected, complete, made what you ought to be. Be encouraged and counseled and comforted. Anybody need any encouragement or counseling or comforting? Well, he said, that's it, be it. There's no lack. There's no lack, family. What is that scripture, Philippians 4? Be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and petition, making your wants known unto God. Huh? I'll take care of it, no problem. You got a problem? Well, just let me know about it. I'll take care of it. Huh? What is it, 419? Yeah. What does it say? Yeah, this is 419. Philippians 419. And my God will liberally supply all your need. Well, I've provided you are good enough. What's that? It's not what it says. It says, be so conscious of it, you couldn't miss it. That's really what he's saying to you. Be so conscious of the fact that God is your total and complete supply. Then you will be anxious for nothing. But in all things, you'll give what? Prayer, petition, thanksgiving. You'll cry out unto God. You'll know that you go to the source. The source is who? It's God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Son. It's the Father. It's the triune God who's wanting to supply it all. 
comforted. Be of the same agreeable mind one with another. Going back to 2 Corinthians 13th verse. One, one another. Live in peace. And then the God of love said, he's a God of love. He loves me with a perfect love. He'll never change his mind. He'll never leave me or forsake me. He'll never lose his hold on me. He'll never let me down. Oh, how we need to hear that. How that needs to take a hold of us. Today, Lord, I have this need, Lord. You know what it is. You want to take care of it, Lord. You want to take care of it, Lord. Who is the source? Then the God of love. Who is the source of affection, goodwill, love, and benevolence toward men. And the author and promoter of peace will be with you. Is he with you today? Are you willing to let him work all that through you? Greet one another with a consecrated kiss. I love that. A consecrated kiss. Mean it. Mean it when you greet each other. Believe it. Discern. Let my goodness and my love and my fullness flow out of you. All the saints, the people of God here salute you. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the people of God all over were just saluting each other all the time and lifting each other up all the time and blessing each other all the time, bragging about each other all the time. Oh, you know what God's doing over there. You know what God's doing over there. The grace, favor, and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, man. It's hard for me to read this. I mean, just take it in. The grace... How much grace? How much grace? All grace. The universe of grace. All of God is available by grace. It's grace. All that God is is grace. All that God has for you is grace. Profuse of grace. Favor, spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the presence and fellowship, the communion and sharing together and participating in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit be with you all. Saying, listen, let the Holy Spirit work it in your life. Let the Holy Spirit work in you till that fullness of who God is flows out of you. Let it flow out of you. You won't even have to invite people to come then. They'll just flood the place. They'll see that love flowing out of you. They'll they'll wonder what it is that's happening to you. What is it that's changing you? Well, I've just been talking to God. I've just been talking to the Holy Spirit. You, you won't even have to say you've been at Ed's house. You say, oh, no, I've just been talking to God. I've just been letting the Holy Spirit work through my life. Because I know that I know that I know that my desires are far greater. And God says, what? I want to do beyond your desires. I want to do beyond your fondest dreams or highest imagination. So let go. Don't be afraid. Let go. Let go and let God be God. When you reach out and touch those people, know they're healed. Know they're healed in your heart. Don't worry about it. 
know they're healed. Because I told you to lay hands, and they would be healed. So when you lay hands, you know they're healed. Don't, don't figure out the rest of it. You don't know all the healing. You don't know all that's going on in that life. I do. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Rely on me. Put your confidence in me. Trust me to give you enough money to buy the Jeep, or trust me to give you enough money to pay for it every month. Trust me. And many times we've learned it, but we forgot it. God's saying, what about this and what about this? I remember when we went to get the first, we'd been given cars and cars, and then we went to get a new car, an Oldsmobile, and we said, Lord, the Lord said, no, go buy a new one. He said, Lord, we don't have any money. He said, yes, you do. You got enough money. He said, just go give me your old car and take the new car. And he said, and I'll work it. And I remember going, and it was the, it was a Calais first, I believe. Calais. <clears throat> I said, but Lord, and he said, no, just go. Not only did we get the car for, I don't remember, six, $7,000 less than was on the sticker, but we got it for five years with no interest. Well, isn't that like somebody giving you a car so you can afford to pay for it? I mean, it was like, whoa, wait a minute, you know? And then the other Oldsmobile, same thing, got a great big discount up front. Gave him our old car, which was worth 500 bucks, as I recall. God is saying, no, I just want to bless you, but what do we do? We try to tell him how to do it, don't we? We try to tell God how to do it. Rather than just listen, rather than just let God do what God wants to do, say, hey, no, 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 do this. Just take care of this. Do this for me. Will you trust me? Will you be in faith at the end of this month? Will you be in faith at the end of next month? Will you, will you be looking to me? Will you be trusting me? Will you be relying on me? Or are you, is your mind so haphazardly going back and forth and one day you're trusting me, the next day you don't know? Have you set your mind on the things above and keeping it set? Are you, are you who you claim to be? I don't want to get into that teaching. I had a good teaching. Are you who you claim to be? You, you claim that you're joint heirs with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You claim that all that God has is yours. You claim that you and God are one. Are you living that? Are you walking that? And if not, don't say, I got to try. Say, whoops, been trying. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. See, all he's asking for is surrender. He's not asking you to try to make it. He's not asking you to try to work it. You can't and I can't. But he already has, and he's waiting for us to what? Yield ourselves to him. The world and religion is always trying to get you to earn something, always get, trying to get you to make something happen. I heard a phenomenal teaching by a phenomenal teacher the other day, but it was all works. You got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. And I thought to myself, oh, no wonder they're stuck. If they got it, they can't, so where does that leave everybody? What God gives us in this word is to show us what he's already done. And now what we need to do is accept it. It's not you gotta. It's you accepting it. It's you saying, yes, that's mine. Whoa, that's mine. Whoa, that's mine. Whoa, it belongs to me. Say it. God is never taking into account my faults, my stumbling, my sin. Never. Impossible. What's he do? He takes into account who you really are and what he sees. He already sees you walking in his goodness. He already sees you walking in his abundance. He already sees you living the life that you want to live. He already sees it. Now agree with him and ask him to take you on. Say, Lord, lead me on. Holy Spirit, lead me on now. Just lead me on now. 
Take me where you want to take me. Do what you want to do. And now that's hard. I, I, I've been vacillating. You know, I've been thinking, well, I want to drive back to North Dakota. I want to pick up my tools. And, and yet I'd rather fly back to North Dakota and get my stuff done and fly back. And, and so you, we wrestle. Because why? Because we have these minds that want to get in the way and, and make it all tough, make it all hard or something. And yet God's saying, no, no, don't make it so hard. Just trust me. Talk, just talk to me and I'll show you. I'll show you. It'll be simple. I want to work it for you, through you, with you. I want you to understand who I really am. I want you to understand that my love for you is perfect, perfect, perfect. And you can't change you, but I can. If you just keep looking to me and keep walking with me, and keep talking with me, and all the while you're doing that, I'll be doing what? You know all the scripture. Second Corinthians, the third chapter, the 18th verse. As you continue to behold him in the word of God, the glory of God, as though in a mirror, what's he saying I'm gonna, he's going to do? says, I'm going to transfigure you to like me on the mountain. People will see you shine like bright lights, beacon stars being held forth. Isn't that what he's saying? I want to work through you. I want people to see. When people walk into your office, I want you to be so prayed up that they kind of, kind of got to put the, like a shield over there. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, ooh. Don't laugh. I've had it happen to me. Remember when we were in the hearing center? People would say, what was that? How'd you do that? To do what? How did you make your... You just glowed all of a sudden. Your whole face glowed. I said, oh, that huh, scared me. That's called Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory? How do you get that? I don't know if it's me. <laughs> you get so caught up with God, you can't... It wasn't that something you thought about at all. Really, it wasn't. You, you're just so caught up with God, people would see it, you know, and they're like, whoa. And they'd actually stop, you know, and say, what was that? How do you light up like that? Oh, never mind. That's just... Okay, I don't, you know... I remember going to the grocery store and the people would do that. People would stop and look at you. If you've been in a lot of prayer, praising and worshiping God, you'd be amazed. People will stop and look at you. And they won't know why, but they see a light. They see that light. They see that glory of God. Well, what does it, what does it say? See, why, why do we find it strange? You are the what? The what? The what? Being what? Onto What? Is that true or are they just words? What we have to do is come to that place where we understand that in our being, that we understand that you are possessed. Say it. I am possessed by the God of glory. My actions bring glory to the Father. Just like Jesus' actions brought glory to the Father. Except mine Bring glory to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Get that in you. Your actions are to be governed by God. You are. Say it. I'm not going to be. I am a bright light, a beacon, a star being held forth. So you either are now or you're not going to be because you're possessed by God now. And so that needs to be your confession. You say, well, I don't see it. Don't worry about it. Just confess it. Agree with God. Thank God for who you are. Quit trying to thank him for who you're not. Oh, yeah, but I, no, no, no. Who are you? Who, who does God say you are? Who does God say you are? That's to be your, your, your confession. I heard, I think it was Cook again that said, the rest is your history. 
right? The rest is your history. Huh? Your testimony is what? Who you are in Christ. That's right. For years, I can go way, way back and say, you are not who you think you are. You are not your mistakes. You are not who other people think you are. You are who God says to says you are. I found a tape way back when I first started teaching on that. You are who God says you are. You're not your mistakes. You need to take a hold of that. You need to understand that. God says you're sons and daughters chosen by the Most High God. God says you're prosperous. God says you're wise. God says you have knowledge and wisdom and truth. Why? Because that's your testimony, and your testimony is what God says. When you start confessing that all the time and don't say, I did this yesterday. Uh, Josh and I were out hunting, and uh, I fell. I mean, I went tumbling. And, 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 and Josh was kind of, he's kind of been watching out for me. He kind of keeps his eye on me a little bit. I think he thinks I'm going to be swallowed up or something, you know. But anyway, and he, and I flang, I flang down and he says, you all right, daddy? You okay? Daddy? Yeah. Well, what I didn't know was that a hunting knife that I had in my pocket fell out when I fell. And so we went on and bought our business and, and stuff like that. It's one of those jackknife types. So it's closed. It couldn't get hurt. Or nothing. So anyway, we went on. Well, then all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, I lost my knife. He said, yes, you sure? I said, yeah. I said, wait a minute. When I fell, I was in my jacket pocket, which was foolish. I should have left it in my pants pocket, but it was a little more comfortable there. And so when I fell, it dropped out. So, so Josh said, well, let's go back and look for it. I thought, ah, it's just a knife. And then Holy Spirit said, no, go look for it. So we did. We went and looked for it. And guess what? Imagine that. God knew right where it was. But Josh saw it, boom. Said, oh, there it is. Picked it up. And away we go. You suppose if God could find a knife about that long, the same color as all the twigs and everything in the woods, he could find anything else you needed? or? Huh? Well, no, he got to use you to finally get there, right? Well, Father, we thank you today. We thank you today, Lord. Hallelujah. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the mighty, mighty God. And Lord, thank you that you welcome us into the throne room. Lord, your word says that in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, that we are to come boldly before the throne of God. Ephesians 4, I believe it's verse 14 or 15. We are to come boldly before the throne of grace, that we're welcome there. And that you understand and you know what it's like to live here and yet you prove to us that as a man you could live in perfect harmony with the Father and the Holy Spirit. By the way, I might add, and with yourself. You ever think about that? He lived in perfect harmony with himself too. He was always in that place of peace, wasn't he? Always in that peace of place of, of righteousness and goodness and truth. He was always the son of God. Not sometimes, but he was always the son of God. Where's that scripture at? Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Is it 15? 14. Uh, Hebrews, the fourth. Did I say Ephesians? I'm sorry. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. I repent, Holy Spirit. I missed that. Starts at 13, and not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight. But all things are open and naked defenseless, exposed to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Inasmuch then as we have a great high priest 
who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weakness and infirmities and liabilities to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help, well-timed help, coming just as we need it. In other words, come into the kingdom, stay there, don't leave everything that's there is for you. Father, we thank you today that we are your children, that you have chosen us, you have called us, Father. We thank you today, Father, that as we walk, this walk, this life that you have for us, Lord, as we go forth in the name of your precious Son, Jesus, Lord, I ask today that you correct us, you challenge us, change us in those areas that need changing by your Spirit. Lord, we can't change it. If we could change it, Lord, we would. We can't, Lord. And we admit we can't, but Lord, you can. You can. Father, we thank you. Thank you today. We especially thank you for the leaders of our nation. Today, Lord, we thank you that you move through them, Lord, that you sovereignly bring about your rule and your reign, Father God. And Father God, I know the world is full of fear and anxiety right now, especially maybe the Christian body more so than ever, thinking about all the bad things. Lord, let them change their minds, set their minds on the things above. Keep it set. As far as this world is concerned, they have died and our new lives are hid with you. And so let us set our minds and our hearts on you and goodness and truth and life and wisdom and understanding. But Lord, you know, you know every need that's out there. I can't remember them all, but you can, Lord, and you know them all. And Father, we thank you that you send forth your word to each and every one of them. Heal, deliver, Lord. You know those, Lord, you know the situation. You know the circumstance, Lord, and you want to heal. You want to deliver. You want to set a set them free. Lord, we don't understand it all, but you do, and we know that you're a perfect, perfect God, willing to work on our behalf, Lord, as we are willing to let you. And so that, Father, we give you a praise. Lord, our job is to be obedient to your voice, to do as you command us to do, and the rest is up to you, because you live in us, and you're the perfect one. We co-labor with you. You're the head, Lord. You're the head, Lord, and we reign and rule with you, Father, in this life. In Jesus' name, Amen, and amen, and amen. Hallelujah.